Welcome to West Nail Virus, everybody. Today, we're talking to Caleb. This is a get-to-know segment. Welcome to our show. This is what we do on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Get to know with Nail. We're going to be talking about basketball, just like we did last time. We're going to be talking about this time, though. We're going to be talking about the offensive side of the ball. Last week, we talked about the defensive side of the ball, and this week, we're talking about the offensive side. So Caleb is... uh, Mr. Nail here is a uh, is a basketball coach, um, high school. Yes. Uh, at, at the moment, basketball coach. And uh, so we're going to be talking about offense from a coach's perspective. And my first question for you, Mr. Nail. Is, yes, as I'm a ready. Coach, I'm so excited for this, by the way. As a coach. Oh, boy. What is the first thing that you want or expect from your team on the offensive side of the ball? Ooh, boy that's a good one okay what is the first thing what is what is the first thing i want from my team yeah on the offensive side of the ball wow man this is like a i should have been like studying for this i should have been prepared we don't we don't let each other know what ex- some we just kind of let each other know the topics that we're talking about we don't let yeah each other we don't, know we don't say questions. here's are the specific questions yeah we might should it helped all right but what am i expecting from my team on offense i just want at the high school level i want them to understand the fundamentals the basics of offense and what that what comes along with that is the fundamentals of dribbling the fundamentals of passing so we want to protect the ball where we don't want to turn the ball over and then we want to create easy shots right i as a coach, I want my players to take the easiest shot possible. So high percentage, that, high percentage shot. Yes, high percentage shot. And do you know what the most? Do you know what the highest percentage shot is in the game, Josiah? I do not. It is a layup. So we're looking for layups, right? The Do you know what the second highest percentage shot is? I'm guessing not a dunk at the high school level. <laughs> well, that's considered a layup. Okay. It's okay, a free no, throw. Okay. Gotcha. So if, and where do most fouls happen underneath the basket, you know, in the key when you're right. going up for a layup, right? So we're trying to get a high percentage shot, which is the, the, the highest is a layup. If we get right. fouled, we go to the free throw line, which is the second highest percentage shot. Do you know what the third highest percentage shot is? It is a three-pointer. Okay. And it differentiates. I mean, I, I'm i sure they know it, it. It'll show where where on the three-point line is the highest percentage. I'm sure right. some people know. But we're not, as a coach, you're really not looking for that, especially at the high school level. If you get an open three, we want you to take it. Right. right. It, and we shoot a lot of threes in practice, or you should be. So it's a high percentage shot. If you, And it's the more open you are, the higher percentage Right. Uh, the more likely it is to go in, obviously. Yeah. So those are the, those are the, fir- so like I said, we want, the, we want to understand the fundamentals of dribbling, the fundamentals of passing. And we do that so that we can create a shot for them. The easiest shot possible for them with the highest possibility of going in. And we do that. And I, I really want to get this across tonight when we talk about this is, we, we try to do that without 
calling a play. Okay, gotcha. So the reason for that is because plays create robots, right? So plays can be good. Don't get me wrong. We have plays, right? But I want the boy, coach boys, and I, I've never coached girls before, so I don't know how, what it's like in girls. I, you probably could get away with running plays and doing better with girls because they actually listen and do it <laughs> from what that I hear. Sense. Yeah. So, but with boys, we just want them to play. Right. We want them to showcase their athletic ability. Most basketball players are very athletic and yeah. run fast, jump high. So we want to showcase that. Right. So maybe every once in a while we'll call a play, get things rolling, you know, get them out of a, out of a, out of a rut or something like that. And uh, we'll create one open shot, get someone an open look, and then we'll just let them play, get the, get the blood moving. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, I just want I just want them. So, I guess to go back to what I want them to understand, I I want them to understand, like I said, fundamentals of dribbling, passing, shooting, where to shoot the ball, and then, and it's not complicated. It sounds complicated, but it's not. And then, or maybe maybe switch that, reverse that. Um, <laughs> it is, but I want them to understand where they need to be, when they need to be there, and why they need to be there. Gotcha. Okay, well, one of the questions I have for you actually had to do with plays. Um, you, you brought that up on your own, but I, I did want to know kind of how important are plays. Like, obviously, as you said, you know, you don't want to run a lot of plays because right. it kind of just creates someone who doesn't necessarily think for themselves on the court, which is not the kind of player you want. Mm -hmm. um, but you did mention there is a place for plays. What, what kind of situation might you find yourself in where you would say, okay, well now, now we need to run a play. Would it be, I don't know. Yeah. I think that I, I think I kind of know where you're going with. There's not a lot of time on the clock, whether that be the game clock or the shot clock. I think you run a play. Right. To get, okay. to get an open shot and all plays are ran to get open shots. Right. Right. Or, and that's, in my opinion, I run a play to get an open shot mm -hmm. or to get, I mean, usually, you know, we'll run a play, you get a, to get a mismatch to get an open, to, to make it easier for you to get an open shot. Right. Right. So, but we can do, we can get those without running plays. So the only, so I'll only run a play if uh, there's not a lot of time on the clock. Or here, the, the only other time is uh, I will run a play if someone's, some kid is on fire and he cannot miss. And I want him to shoot all night long. Gotcha. So we're going to so run, run a few plays. We're going to run him off screens and, and that we have drawn up and to get him open to dominate. Right. And, and it's kind of the same thing as what I said before. But uh, those are the only times I'm going to run plays. And let me tell you, that only happens, I would say, maybe once a year. Maybe that we're running a kid off screens, feeding him the ball for plays, right. letting him it's score. Just, it's just like a day where it's just insane. Like, it just doesn't yeah, usually happen. You know, you have those days every once in a while where you just can't miss. Like, no. wow, this is insane. I don't I haven't shot in three days, but I can't miss. So... 
Uh, I don't have those days. <laughs> I don't either anymore. But uh, used to. So those are the only situations that will run plays. But yeah, we tr- we try to avoid plays at all costs. Uh, just because it, like I said, it creates robots. And when we say robots, the ki- the boys are not understanding offense. So right. our goal as a high school coach is w- uh, first is to create men, good, strong men um, that can function in society. And on my end, I, you know, I want them to know who Jesus is and to follow the Lord and to understand those morals that Jesus brings. So that's my number one goal. My second goal is to, if the boys want to play college basketball, to get them there to at that level to where they can, whether that's junior college, D3, two, one, wherever, NAIA, doesn't matter. If they want to play, we're going to do our best to get them there. And to get them there, they need to understand everything about basketball. And that's what's that's the I think is the hardest part about basketball. They can be talented, right? Right. Because Anthony Davis only played. Uh, I, I can't remember this. Some or some guys they don't work on post moves ever until they get to college. Right. But if you don't get players like Anthony Davis, right? There's only one Anthony Davis. So your players need to understand. I think every player needs to understand how to dribble. Like I said, every player needs to know how to dribble. I don't care how big and slow you are. You need to know how to dribble. You need to know how to shoot. You need to know how to pass. Every player, every player like needs to understand man and zone. You, I think it's very important that you understand man and zone. And then every player needs to understand that if I cut, where do I go? If I set a screen, am I rolling? Am I popping? Uh, if I'm dribbling and the screen's being set for me, what do I do? So, you know, these are really hard things to do. And I didn't figure out how to read all those until I was in college. And most players don't. You don't know how to do all that until you're in college when it's your life. Right. So if as a coach, the you can't. And that's why a lot of coaches don't focus on. They'll do a few things really good. You know, and so what we do is we we implement what we believe our boys are going to be good at and what will get them the farthest. So most boys and most college recruits, they want to see how well you can shoot the ball, how well you can dribble. Right. And if you're a freak athlete, they want to know and then they'll work with the rest. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I can go in if I understand the basics of basketball and I can shoot pass and dribble really well i can learn everything else right exactly so, yeah as a coach that's what we try to do um and you're not going to do that sorry to go back to your question you're not going to teach them that they're not going to learn all those things by running plays by running your plays that makes sense that makes sense i um now here's here's a more kind of i guess narrowed down question uh but this is something that I always thought helped me on the basketball court a little bit. Uh, it, it's kind of a principle that applies to a lot of sports, not football necessarily, not, mm-hmm. you know, every sport, but I know soccer and basketball, it does. Um, and weirdly, it was something I kind of learned from, I did a lot of theater 
Mm-hmm. And it's something I kind of learned from theater. And then when I played sports, I was thinking about it. I was like, this kind of applies in the same situation. And I want you to tell me like, if this, this, okay. I don't know if you would, if you would agree with this uh, kind of outlook, I've always viewed um, kind of spacing as very important. Uh-huh. And whenever there was an open spot on the floor, I'm always trying to get to the open spot. So I'm always trying to keep moving get to the open spot until that spot's not open anymore go somewhere else and i don't know i don't know how really to phrase this question but i guess how important to you is like spacing and filling those open spots um i I mean i guess a lot of it has to do with getting open but but spacing in general yeah I, i think spacing is the most important thing um on offense but Granted, like I said, if, if somebody's going off, you know, we're going to get out of their way. Right. And everybody go clump up in the corner. Hey, yeah. they can guard you guys. Just stay, stay over there. So, you know, at, a lot of times what will happen, too, is. Um, well, I, I don't want to get sidetracked. I've been getting sidetracked. So back, back to spacing. I think spacing is the it, like I said, is the most important. But what, and you talked about fill, filling the space. Right. Right. So there's a spacing. I'm going to fill the space because obviously if I'm here, there's a spacing over there, you know, somebody's probably close to me. Right. And that's why, you know, one of the things we tell our players, if two people are guarding you, that means someone's open. You got to find them. Right. Right. So what we always say in our offense, and I think most offenses are run this way, you create a spacing, whether by setting a screen, by cutting, like clearing someone, just running away from the play, uh, setting a back pick, so, you know, something, kick up, kick back. We're creating spacing, but I don't want that spacing to be filled right away. Right. The reason we create space is to create an opportunity because that, that space is used as an opportunity to score. If that makes sense. So let's just say I cut. And I think most people in the basketball world will understand this. If not, this is good learning experience for you. I cut and I, I'm cutting through the middle of the court and I go to the side. I create this big space. Now there's a big lane for someone else to go through, to cut, to, to call for the ball or to dribble. So right. I'm you kind of, you're kind of trying to drag the defenders with you a little bit, open up a little spot for your guy to just drive in. Right. It's kind um, of, if you under, if you're a football player understanding route trees and how how uh plays are ran how route trees are ran to create openings you know if we're trying to get a zone drag somebody in the zone and put somebody else right there on on the other side of the zone you know things like that right so um kind of, you mentioned this just now and you mentioned earlier as well driving in specifically um mm-hmm. obviously driving in can be very important draw yes. fouls you know makes it easier to score high percentage shots, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But there's always people under the basket. So, right. you know, you don't often get a wide open layup, right? You do, but not very often. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, kind of what is the spot in, in your mind that driving in kind of holds in basketball? Like how <laughs> that's a really good question. Yeah, I like it. Um, Driving in. Okay. So I didn't learn this until I became, became a coach. No, I kind of learned it. My, I take that back. I, I talk way too fast. I got to think my senior year. I didn't learn this. Okay. I didn't learn this until my senior year of high school. 
My entire basketball career and up until then, I was told, you know, you need, when you drive, you go really hard, really strong. You go up with your big boy pants on, you come down with your big boy pants on. Right. right. And you go through whoever is in your way. Right. And the reason for that is you draw a foul. Okay. You're stronger. So you may draw the foul and finish. Okay. And, and it's the con and you're hitting a guy, right? So I hit right. him, and now they're like, oh, I'm, I may not contest that's the same way I did last time, things like that, mm-hmm. okay? And then the, the argument is, oh, well, if they contest and you go through them and hit you, right, well, they're more likely to block it. Well, the argument is if they block it, it's most likely going to go out of bounds. We get an out-of-bounds play underneath the basket, and we're going to score that anyways. I like that, but... Up until then, you know, and I was, I was really good at drawing contact and not finishing because it is right. really hard. The hardest thing to do in basketball is to finish when someone's hanging on you, especially when you're not dunking the ball. That's why it's a foul. That's why right. you get free shots for it. Right. So you go up with your elbows, you fight through, you know, forearms, six arms, five arms, you know, and you, you get the foul called, but it's hard. Sometimes it goes in, sometimes it doesn't. Well, now I'm a senior in high school. The game slows down a little bit. And I had a coach that never, t- I had a coach and I never had a coach tell me this until my senior year, but well, why don't you slow down a little bit and you can jump high. Why don't you could adjust in the air and finish, or you could jump this way, miss the contact. You're high in the air, readjust your shot, finish it. But now I'm not drawing the foul, but I'm finishing more and I'm scoring more points. I don't know if, if that is helping the team. I'm not sure. I feel good because I'm finishing and I'm scoring more points. Right. But I think it's important to teach kids, especially at the high school level, that there is more than one way to do something. So you don't have to truck the guy in front of you to get the foul. You know, go through his chin. Right, we want those type of guys, and we want everyone to be able to do that. But every once in a while, you might notice that when you you're going to go up and you're you're ready to score, right? Because most kids are have their head down. They're gonna they know when they're going to score, when they're going to pass. I mean, we want players to be able to fin uh, pass things like that. But the second you leave your feet, it's smart to just shoot the ball because if you pass. It's most likely going to be a turnover once you jump. So once you jump, now I'm going to finish. Now I can adjust my shot. Well, sometimes the easier shot is just move the ball over here. You know, right. why struggle and go through two, three arms? Well, exactly. And that's what you're talking about. Free shot, free throws are the second highest percentage shots. But, you know, it's first above them layups. So right. if you can get a layup over a free throw, do it. Right. Now a contested layup, I don't know. You know, that, right. well, that of yeah, course, that's changes things. A lot harder, but... And if you're 5'9", and you're going up against a 6'5", center in, you know, in high school, it's a little I, tough. I, I, can, I can relate to that. I, um, and that is the I reason... I center until late middle school. <laughs> well, and that is the main reason why you should adjust your shot. So if there's a huge center, right. don't try and go through him. You should be nobody you're gonna, you're just going to get blocked and you probably wouldn't even get the foul. No, you won't get the foul. So, you know, 
there is a smarter way to do it. We could try and get him in foul trouble, but I think there's a better way of doing that. Um, get him right. off balance and things like pump fake, do things like that. Right. Um, but if, if you're driving and you're short, a lot shorter than the guy now, I think we're adjusting shots. I know if we can jump higher, we, we are adjusting shots. So right. I don't know. It's a good question driving in because I, I think it's really important to teach kids how to do that. Now, don't take a terrible shot. You know, don't adjust and chuck it straight right. up in the air. Yeah, that don't I'll, just start chucking them up there. But yeah, you know, you know, you need to know when to draw contact and when to avoid contact and just score. Okay, so when you do draw a little bit of contact, ball bounces off the ball bounces off. You know, the, the backboard. Uh-huh. Nothing gets called. Then you got to rebound. And my question about rebounding is specifically, uh, what is what? What would you rather have a player who is really good at offensive rebounding or a player who is really good at defensive rebounding? Oh man. Which is more important to you? Um, I think defensive rebounding. Cause that means the team is missing. Uh, so it's fair. The, the opposing team is missing the shots and I don't want them to have a second, second chance. So I would rather make our first shot, right. right. Than give the other team two, three, four, five chances. Right. So I'd rather capitalize, get a capitalize on your shots. Right. And on their mistakes. Yes. So, I mean, of course. So basically we never, we never miss. They always miss. We always get the rebound. That's, that's the ideal. That's how the ideal game goes. Right. right. We, we I win mean, 155 to zero. Right. But. That's not going to happen. That's never how it goes. (laughs) But I will say this on the offensive. If, if there's a coach out there and, and he's uh, wants to, if he wants any tips on offensive rebounding, four guys go get an offensive rebound. One guy's always a back man. Crash the boards guys. Follow the shot, follow the shot. And if you're a high school basketball player listening to this, you want playing time? Go get offensive rebounds. Get rebounds. Rebounds will get you playing time. I will. I can. I can speak to this because I was terrible at basketball. I was short. As I said, I played center until late middle school, so I had no outside uh, skills other than some defensive skills. I couldn't shoot. I couldn't dribble. But I still got playing time because I rebounded like nobody else. If you can rebound, you will get playing time. And I can speak for Josiah because I coached him, and that's why we played him. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> I couldn't shoot. Like, I, Josi- I don't think I ever shot. <laughs> no, when Josiah caught the ball, we actually ran our point guard to him to take the ball from him and then just said, go get the rebound. <laughs> <laughs> go, go. So, you know, you, yeah. you had eight points all off offensive rebounds. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But yeah, no, uh, it's rebounding is rebounding is super important in, uh, in basketball just in general. But... <sighs> In an age, right? So the NBA has moved into a very three-point kind of yeah, the three-point shooting era. I mean, that's where we're at. If we're being honest, mm-hmm. like we're we're at. Steph has really, I mean, he's changed the game. He has the guy has the highest three-point percentage ever. You know, mm-hmm. who knows if it'll ever be passed? Probably at some point, but you know. If, the NBA continues on for another 200 years. But I mean, as of right now, he's an unprecedented player. You know, he he's, he's played like way less games. And I think he's like in the 
somewhere really high on the most point score. I will say like, Clay, a healthy Clay Thompson is a better three point shooter in my opinion. Most three pointers, <laughs> but <laughs> either way, those guys, the Warriors as a team, I will say, change the game. Change the game. Yeah. Um. That that Warriors team. So so we're we're sitting at this spot where we we're, we're lots of three pointers, lots of all you know, lots of three point shooting. How important to you is a three point shooter on your team? Would you, would you, I mean, I'm not saying, you know, would you want a three point shooter because everyone wants a three point shooter? That'd be a dumb question. But if you just had a bunch of guys who could drive in really well, like we talked about driving in a little bit earlier, and, and yeah. it's very important. If you just had a bunch of guys who could drive in really well, but they couldn't really shoot all that well from the outside, how would you feel about that? You know, would you be okay with that? I would actually rather have that than a bunch of three-point shooters. Uh, it changed so quickly. The game of basketball changed so quickly in how players started practicing and playing the game. It was, ins- I don't, it was insane to me. I, I can't believe how it is. A kid walks in the gym, and instead of shooting, it used to be a lot of kids want to shoot mid, mid-range. You had Kobe. Uh, who, you know, doing their, his turnaround, MJ, turnaround, Dirk, uh, Tim Duncan, you know, they're all kind of in this mid-range realm. And then the, your one guy you really had that was dominant uh, during, I mean, when I was growing up was Ray Allen, I guess you could say, and three-point, uh, three-pointer, and nobody was doing much with that. So... <laughs> And our coaches would get really mad. Like, no, we do not take jump shots. We drive to the rim, get fouls. Like I said, drive right. to the rim, get fouls. And what, what happens with guys that drive, and I think it's important for uh, coaches, you want to remember, you want to get layups. It's the highest percentage shot. What happens is that opens up the three. And I think most people in the, in the basketball world know this. If you drive, it forces help. You kick, shoot, shoot the three. So you need to have guys that can shoot, but I would rather have guys drive really hard to the rim, force help, then kick right. out to a mediocre shooter who's going to shoot six. Uh, I shouldn't say that's really good. I was going to say 60%. That's really good. Three point shooter in high school. Right. Sure. You know, if, you know, if I think like, Oh, he can hit, he can hit a three pointer and I don't have to you know, question it too much. I'll, ha- right. I'll have him shoot. I mean, I let everybody shoot. It's high school. Right. If you're open, shoot the ball. I don't care. Right. <laughs> you know, unless you've missed four or five in a row. Yeah. Unless you've missed four or five in a row, and that now you drive, get to the free throw line, do create a different way. Yeah. But the three point shooters, what I don't like about this is that it's it's created this soft mentality. And, and it, physically, they're soft as well. They don't want to get hit. Right. Because they're just so used to hitting threes. And now when you hit a three, yes, it's more points. You know, crazy celebrations. Blah. I absolutely love it. I think the best thing is when you ball fake or you beat your man on one move and you drive. You force help. The second you force help, now you're a good player now. Because somebody else has to respect you. right? I should right. say, good, you're decent. Then after you see the help, now that makes you a good player or not. Do you pass? Where does help come from? Are you passing to where that help came from? Are you finishing through that? What are you doing? Right. So, I mean, that, then 
after that, that's where, that's why I love people that drive because there's so many things that you can do when you drive. If you just sit there and shoot a three, dribble around, and grant, there's times where you can dribble off a screen and shoot, right? Or just run off a screen and shoot. Those guys play, like those guys make millions. Right. But, but on the height, at the high school level, I would rather have five guys that play hard, hate your mother attitude, run through someone's face and, and get to the rim. And also not only do they run through someone's face, but they know how to adjust in the air and avoid contact if right. they have to. So driving I, is key to basketball. You have to drive. You have to have an inside game. All right. Last question I got for you. Kind of a weird one. There might not be a really good answer for it, but I asked you this about defense. I'm going to ask you about offense. What's something that people wouldn't expect to be really helpful on offense that is really helpful on <laughs> offense? Okay. At the high school level, uh, off ball screens. It, it is amazing. And to this day, I, I go to open gyms and I play with guys that have graduated high school 12, 15 years ago. Right. And I go to set an off ball screen and granted I played basketball a long, long time. So I know, and I coach it, right. I study it. Right. Right. So an off ball screen is when neat you're, you're setting a screen on somebody that doesn't have the ball and you don't have the ball, right? Well, you can't set a screen when, if, if you have the ball. And then what you do and how you move off that screen. So if the ball is on the other side of the court and you set a screen and you seal and flash the ball, you're wide open. If they switch it, is, is that person curling to the ball? Is that person popping to the ball? Are you setting a flare screen? There's so many things that you can do. And what, and this is why we, we run plays in high school because very little teams know how to guard screens and very little teams know how to set screens. It's almost a lost art in basketball. Now screen you, people don't know how to set screens. People don't know how to seal because they're not being taught. Uh, and, and the reason is, is because the big thing is don't run plays. You know, it's, it's better bat. I don't know if it's better basketball, things like that, but you can exploit it's, it's uh, bad basketball players, bad defensive players by setting screens. So every time we don't run plays, like I said, but every time we pass the ball on my team, we pass the ball. There's, you have two options. You cut or you set an off ball screen. And that player that just catches the ball, his first look is the cutter or he takes a jab step, gets him off. He goes, sets an off ball screen. And if they don't switch, he curls right to the rim. Boom. Hits him wide open layup. If they do switch, I, one guy can seal and go and go to the rim or we can pop. We can so many different things. And it's not a play. That's actually a part of our, of our offense. So I think that that's something that a lot more coaches should use is off ball screens and teach their players how to run an off ball screen, how to run an on ball screen, because to get a, a last second shot, or if you want to mismatch on a slow on a, if you want to get your quick guy on a slow guy, how to set an on ball screen, 
And then defensively, how to guard it? What are we doing? When they set a screen on ball, when they set a screen on me off the ball. Uh, so I think this, the screen game is underused big time and coaches should be screening. If you don't have the ball, you should be setting a screen on somebody. That's what you should be. If you're not cutting, you should go set a screen on somebody. Right. No, that's what you should do. Uh, and I gotta move. Yeah, I think that is very useful. Was that your question? Was it useful or is it hard? No, no, no. Useful. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So set set more off ball screens if you want because they're they are easier. So start with that. If then you can move to an on ball screen and run a pick and roll. And because I will tell you this, I have seen many uh, high school basketball teams. The best high school basketball teams can run pick and roll. The best they get their big man or their most athletic big guy with their best ball handler and passer. Doesn't even have to be their best shooter, best ball handler and passer. And they just run pick and roll all game, all game. And then everybody else stays at the three point line so that if they help, you pass, you shoot the three. If they don't help, we're scoring and everybody else go rebound. So uh, there's lots of different things that you can do. Set more screens. There you go, everybody. Set more screens. Set more screens. High school coaches, be careful about running too many plays. You'll make robots. Yep. That's a good one. But yeah, thanks so much, Caleb, for, for telling us a little about life as a coach. Running an offense. Life as a coach you know? is frustrating because you have way too much to teach. So little time. Yeah. Sounds but about it, right. But it's so fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Hey, thanks for coming. Thanks. Uh, thanks for answering my questions. And thank you, everybody who came and uh, came and uh, listened today, came and watched. We're on YouTube, uh, West Nail Virus. We're on Spotify, Anchor, we're on TikTok, on Instagram. You can follow us. You can follow us on Twitter now. We have a Twitter as of today. Five minutes ago. Five minutes ago. Twitter, baby. So that's, uh, we got that now. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, go dogs. Go dogs. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>